We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by WinBet. Uh, thanks for WinBet for their exclusive sponsorship all podcast season. Jeff Erickson here today with John Lobb. Uh, you can catch John at uh, a couple of different places. You can catch him on the, uh, of course, uh, at Fantasy Football Diehards. Uh, he is doing the Senior Bowl preview right now for the Rookie Big Board. Uh, a lot of good stuff there. John, thank you so much for joining me. It's the first time we've had you on here. Glad to have you on. Oh, thank you for the invite. You know, I'd like to say I'm a big fan. I love your show every day. When I get to hear it, sometimes yep. I'm actually teaching. <laughs> but in the summer and on vacations, I always listen to you and Chris. Great show. And thank awesome. you for having me on. Well, my pleasure. Glad you could join me. And so where are you a teacher at? Oh, I'm a high school in New Haven, Connecticut. Um, It's my 18th year. Oh, time flies so fast, my friend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's high school history that's awesome that's awesome uh, i have a good friend out here that's a history teacher as well so uh, very cool we coach soccer together um oh, that's so, terrific yeah very cool very cool so uh busy time right now we're week 18 we've had most of our fantasy football championships i have one league that still goes on in week 18 do you have any leagues that still going on this week yeah i have one more league left it's because the espn i play on the espn format and they have okay. a two-week playoff format. So I'm down by seven going into the second week, but I'm favored by 12. So who knows? Crossing my fingers. But, yes, one more game. All right. Very cool. Very cool. So uh, week 18 issues are pretty big for you then. <laughs> who Do you do you have any uh, Packers or Bengals? Uh, do you have anybody that's affected by week 18 sit-downs? Um, so the Packers are fascinating because I have A.J. Dillon. So, I, you know, knock on wood, you know, he was great yeah. last week, but the game script kind of went his way in the cold weather. No Kirk Cousins. I mean, he scored twice in the second half. So, obviously, I'm watching that one. Sure. Um, I do have T. Higgins, so I don't know. I'm probably going to bench him right now looking at this. He's not in my lineup now. I'm going to be scouring the waiver wire, see what I have to do with that. But those are the only two players directly that I would have to say are impacted right now. Right. Uh, I, I uh, And the risk of teams to bench players, uh, I when I did my rankings yesterday, I always do the value meter on Tuesdays, I did uh, Green Bay, Cincinnati, Philly, Dallas, Tampa Bay as the risky teams in that order. Now I'd flip-flop it. It's obviously Cincy. We know Burrow's not going to play. That's something we do know. Uh, they're yes. resting his knee. Joe Mixon tested positive for COVID. He will not play. I got it. They, they said Jamar Chase has a chance to play, but how much? He's not going to play much. Come on. I mean, oh. Jeff, why would you play him? No. I, I, it just doesn't make any logical sense from a coaching right. standpoint. Right. So bench your Bengals. I'd bench your Packers. You know, although Dylan, like you said, is an interesting case because, you know, he's the younger guy. He's not the starter. Uh, Aaron Jones was limited in practice today, as he always is seemingly lately. Uh, but why, if you're the Packers, why would you play any of your key players? And I, I, I include Dylan in that, to be honest with you. That's what I'm looking at. I'm saying to myself, if you're going to go to the Super Bowl, you're probably going to need A.J. Dillon healthy at one point in this postseason run. 
And you might want, I mean, for next year, he might be the guy we have to look at. Um, you know, I know the contract and how it works with Jones. So there are factors there, obviously. But why would you risk Dylan and Jones at this point if you're the Packers? I mean, maybe a drive, maybe a quarter, get right. loosened up. But at that, so I, I haven't decided yet. But yeah, I mean, I, I would say if I had to make a decision now, I'd probably not have him in the lineup. And a lot of it also probably depends on your alternative too. Like who do you yes. have to pivot to? Now, granted it's you and your opponent are the only people trying to pick people up this week. So you have that going for you. Uh, so, you know, if there's anybody to pick up, you'll be there. Like maybe you go after and go out and get Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, but you know, I don't know. Otherwise you, your opportunities are probably pretty slim. <laughs> they're, they're falling by the minute. I mean, I've made a lot of waiver wire pickups over the last three weeks, depending on yep. how long the, playoff season is in which league but they are definitely slim pickings at this point if i look quickly let me just see if a name even pops up in the top 30 um maybe boston scott i haven't looked at the details but who knows if he's oh he's out oh i see he's already out that's why i mentioned kane gainwell the eagles put like 12 guys on the COVID list on monday including boston scott and uh and uh jordan howard so, and of course, Miles Sanders is still dealing with a broken hand. So that's why I mentioned Gainwell. He might be your guy this week. He might, you know, and maybe Ramadre Stevenson. That's a possibility. I don't even he's know. Even I'd available. Have to yeah. Up. Yeah. Because <laughs> in many leagues, he's already rostered. It's too late. But, you know, I'm looking at like, and going back to Green Bay, it's interesting. They only have three active running backs right now. Unless they have somebody on the practice squad, I don't know about now. Because, you know, Kylan Hill. He's, he's out for the season, so he's not an option. Right now, it's Patrick Taylor is only the third guy. Um, I, I don't know who else they would turn to there. So, But, you know, you never know. I mean, you can always find guys on the practice squad, it seems like, too. Yes. I mean, they, I would assume, and I haven't looked at the practice squad, I would assume that they at least have one practice squad running back. But you never know. I mean, yep. these how the rosters are built at that level. But, yeah, I mean, I'd have to look at it in more detail as we go along this week. Sure. No, that makes sense. Uh, so we'll see about that. Uh, so other news, uh, Nick Chubb, you know, he he was limited in Monday night against the Steelers with that rib injury. And, you know, I thought, you know, we're all grinding our teeth. I had Nick Chubb in four finals last weekend. I did too. Really frustrating there. But then you find out, oh, well, he, he hurt his ribs during the game. Okay, sure. Maybe that's why he was limited. But I, he was limited early in that one, though, too. So I'm a little skeptical about that, you know, like when it happened at least. Uh, but we, we know no Baker Mayfield. He's getting surgery. It means Case Keenum starting. I don't think that hurts the Browns that much. It uh, doesn't at this point. It doesn't. Right. right. Uh, Kareem Hunt was limited. Chubb was limited. Uh, and uh, Dearness Johnson tested positive for COVID. So they're very thin at running back, too. I don't think I would look at Cleveland right now. I, You know, I feel like after watching that game, I feel like they've lost their desire. And I hate to put that narrative on, but, you know, when you mm-hmm. watch football for a long enough period of time, I do, and it's hard to judge, but I feel like they're not playing for Stefanski for whatever reason. And I'm not completely blaming him. But, like, you watch the Giants, it's almost like they quit. The one thing with Dan Campbell and the Lions and even the Texans, right? They're fighting. They're playing football still. The Giants and the Browns, I look at them and I'm like, I just don't see the passion and the determination. This is a passionate game. It's a physical game. And it's hard to win without passion and some kind of determination at the NFL level. I'd agree with that, uh, especially on the Giants side of things. Oh. And- yeah, I think the worst thing they possibly could have done was, you know, give Joe Judge that vote of confidence because the players, it seemed like the air came out of the balloon after that. And granted, they shut down Daniel Jones and neither from nor Glennon are an option, really. I mean, they're really not. Uh, and that offensive line's not helping them either. Uh, but this is it's a bad, bad setup there. I'm, I'm using the football team who's got their own issues 
I'm using them in Survivor this week. I'm still alive in a Survivor League. It's down I to two of us. I heard you talk about that. Yeah. And you got, you got big ones for that one, but you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's that or the yeah. Vikings at home against the Bears, but the Bears are playing hard. Yes. And I don't know if the Vikings are going to play hard, to be honest with you. I mean, you heard Mike Zimmer after that press conference Sunday night. Um, at, you know, if I'm killing Mond, I'm not playing hard for him. That's for sure. But, uh, you know, good grief. Uh, but uh, you know, things, cha- things can change in a week too. I've seen teams that look like they've, they mailed it in and they bounce back uh, the, the following week. Like they're, cause they're pros, they get paid on Sunday and all that, but we'll see. I've also yeah. seen teams mail it in, uh, Raheem Norris's, uh, bucks. They, they mailed it in big time. I remember for like three weeks in a row one year and just, you, you, like 40 point team, 40 point games every week. I mean, so it can happen, but uh, yeah, it, it's, it's really hard to play that game. It's really hard to try to guess the motivations of professionals. Yes. I mean, I don't know every contract of all the defensive players, offensive linemen. All I can do is judge it on, you know, 40 years watching football and your yeah. eyes can tell you a lot of things And I agree with you, since they gave the vote of confidence to Joe Judge, and I'm in Connecticut, so I get all the local New York radio. I mean, oh, my God, I don't really know how they bring them back. I mean, the fans, this is bad right now. I think I saw in the last decade the Giants and the Jets have had one playoff team. I mean, for the the tri-state area, that is beyond awful. And how they could try to bring them back is shocking to me because the fans are just in an uproar out here. Well, after that rant last week and after the Bears, I mean, how that's where I that's where I I, I signed off right there. Yes, like, that's just not a professional coach. No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I've seen enough of him on the you know speak. I've seen enough of the offense. So there's the football. You have the football side is one thing, right? I mean, that's just bad. But then you saw the lack of professionalism on dealing with the New York media. And how does it come across? I mean, I don't know. I know you're on the West Coast now, but Joe Torrey was the master at the media yep. in New York City specifically. Joe Judge, like, is so far removed for understanding the New York media. And, and I know there's other big media markets, but having been on the East Coast my whole life and listening to sports radio out here, what he did, I mean, you, you just, it's, it's hard to do. Philadelphia, New York, Boston. You speak like that in public and the fans are going to kill you out here. Chicago too. We'll throw that yes. in there also. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. And that, it's a, it was really tough to watch. Uh, so <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we got a lot of other news and notes, but first a quick note from our friends at WinBet. If there's one thing we appreciate here at Rotowire, it's making good decisions and even more so making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with Rotowire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's Fantasy Podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more are at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at baccarat. WinBet is currently available in seven states, Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcasts. Jeff Erickson here with John Law. Uh, you can catch John on FantasyFootballDieHards.com. He is working on the Senior Bowl preview, and let's talk a little bit about that. We're already moving on to next season already. It's, not, <laughs> it's crazy. We haven't even had the playoffs, but you know what? Senior Bowls happen. People that are into you know Dynasty and Debbie Leagues, I mean, this is this is prime time. You get to see all these bowl games. Now you get to see the, sh- the showcases. It all leads up to the draft and all that. So tell me, what t- type of work are you doing here? So right now, I'm on what I call step three of my five-step process because okay. I've watched all the games. I'm a big college fantasy football fan. So I've seen all of these players multiple times, and I also watched okay. tape the summer before. So I have a pretty solid idea. Right now, I just have finished putting all of the statistics 
into my model that I have, except for like Alabama and Georgia. I still have to wait on a few statistics from that Monday night game sure, coming of up. Course. Um, so the next phase is I watch all the film I can from the practice sessions of the Senior Bowl. One of my goals when I retire from teaching is to be able to go down to Mobile, Alabama and go to the Super Bowl. But it's right around my midterms. I just can't do it to my students. But that's right. a dream when I retire. So I'll go down there. But but there's so much on the um, NFL Network. There's so many videos all over YouTube and the Internet. And then I'm doing a preview show. So I start. I put them in the model. I have my statistics, I have my film notes from the games, and now we're going to preview by positions the Senior Bowl because probably not everyone out there is as well informed of the players as my teammate Matt and I are, and we're going to break down, you know, two or three segments by position of all the players. So people know Kenny Pickett, but they might not have seen a game in Pittsburgh. And I think I heard you say, no, you were tweeting about Kenny Pickett, I believe in that. What a good game that was in the bowl game for Pitts. No, the AC, ACC championship. Game, oh yeah, right? against Wake. Yeah, yeah, where he did the fake uh, the fake slide thing That's and all it, that. The yeah. fake slide. So, so that people need to know because he's going to be pro- I, arguably the first. I don't have him at the top of my rankings, but the NFL seems to like him a lot right now, and I I get what they like, and there's differences of opinion, and that's fine with me. Um, but he's going to be in the top 15 players picked in the draft. So I'm a, I, we're trying to help people become informed of who these quarterbacks are. And I'll say one thing, Jeff, this senior bowl, this is my fifth year doing these previews, is the most loaded I've ever seen. I cannot believe how much good talent, you know, um, Nagy, Jim Nagy has done such a good job of bringing the top players in. Mm-hmm. He has. Of the six quarterbacks, I think all six are going in the first two rounds of the draft. I've never seen that. And the running back position is very deep for the senior bowl. And I think the most important one was David Johnson coming out of northern Iowa. When I saw him at the senior bowl, I knew he was going to be good. So this is a very interesting senior bowl. And Jim Nagy's done a great job. It's interesting you say that because I've heard the same about the quarterback list. that It's not the greatest draft. Yeah. But as far as like the percentage of the top players going to the senior bowl, they, they nailed it. Like all the top they, quarterbacks are there. Unbelievable, my friend. Yeah. yeah. And that's great. Uh, it's great to see. Uh, so you said that uh, Pickett's not your number one quarterback. Who is your number one quarterback? I'm okay. I go now, it depends a little bit on the injury, but right now it's Matt Corral of Mississippi. Right. I do think he has the mobility, the arm strength. When I put his numbers into my model, he does shine. And I have certain statistics that are, you know, I like more than others. And on every key statistic, he pops. I wish I had my model up in front of me. I could give you an example. But so like something like passing efficiency is very important. Touchdown interception ratio. He pops in those. If you look at Pickett, and what I try to do is I have to look at three years of his production. He was not very good in 2019 and 20. Now. He, he might have pulled the Joe Burrow. I mean, I know you're a Bengals fan. How good is Joe Burrow? Life, life is good when you got a franchise quarterback. It is that. great. It is, it is so good, my friend. But Burrow popped to LSU because he wasn't a top prospect before that year he won the Heisman. So Pickett's an interesting case, but I'll make this argument. Pickett's not as good as Burrow. I mean, no. Burrow was a better prospect. So, But Pickett's numbers his last year are, were fantastic. But I have to look at a three-year set and look at – I've looked at film from him when he was a third – you know, in 2019, he's a different player. But I have him third. And my number two is Sam Howell. I really think Sam Howell is underrated, much more athletic than people give him credit for. And, Jeff, I, I like the fact that he had to go through a very tough season. Last year, he was loaded – with Javonta Williams, Michael right. Carter, the talent. I'm big into a quarterback having adversity. Sam Howell, that wasn't a very good team in North Carolina this year. And right. let me tell you, that player fought till the very end. I like Sam Howell a lot this year. And his numbers are very good. Yeah, didn't have Diami Brown either. I mean, you, you know, oh, a lot I of mean, talent from that team. And the line, the offensive line wasn't, he got pounded, Jeff. If you watch North Carolina this year. 
Well, just all you had to do was look, watch the bowl game against South Carolina. <laughs> you found in that one too. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting to see how uh, how he performs at the next level. But it's always fun. It's funny. Rotowire, we we had an in-house uh, college football fantasy football league. We start three quarterbacks. I had Corral and I had Pickett on that team. So, oh, so uh, that, you saw a little bit of them. They were yeah, good. We, so yeah, that was good. I also had the App State kid too. So uh, it was a my quarterback room was pretty solid. We won't talk about other positions, but uh, <laughs> yeah. But Did it you was like good. college fantasy football. So I love college fantasy football. I don't oh, have good. the bandwidth that I used to. So in the pre-kid era, I used to play in this crazy keeper league, twenty-four team, sixteen man roster keeper league. We could do. We had a recruiting element. We had a keeper element. Wow. You know, I used to do a radio spot in Hawaii, and a guy named Scott Dobbs was uh, the host. And so this is back in the June Jones era, and he goes, Ooh. "Keep a keep an eye on this freshman named Devon Bess. He's going to be really good." Bam, got him in like the 15th round, and he was huge that year. That <laughs> he was, was great. He had some good years for the Rainbows. They yes. were fun back there with Jim Oh, my Jones, gosh, they were man. a blast. You know, <laughs> I, so, but I, 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 you know, I was playing in college fantasy football uh, when I was in law school. I graduated in law school in 96, so that gives you an idea of how long ago I started playing college fantasy. But it's a great it's, – it's great. It's just – it's a lot to stay on top of, and the yes, information is, isn't great. It is more work than the NFL. And you can have a guy that's just a late scratch with an injury, and they, you know he, you just, you'll never hear about it. And why did he play? Oh yeah, he's got a broken arm, or yeah, he didn't make grades, or whatever, <laughs> whatever the reason. Or coach's whim, because let's face it, the co- you know, it, you know, now the information age, it, it, the information is a little bit more readily available, but it's still you have to dig to find it there. But oh. Jason Collette and I used to play in this league together way back when the industry was a lot smaller, um, and we used to be. But yeah, there was an industry league that I played in, and. It was great. I love college fantasy football. It's just a matter of just having the time to do it right. Yes, it's it's much more challenging. I've been burnt every year. You have like, oh my god, you didn't play. The, you're like third quarter, not a stat. You're right. like, what happened? And you had no clue because there Plus, is no there is no requirement for injuries. Exactly. And even the NFL is shaky now. Oh my god, compared to when we were young, it was great when we were young. Now that they have this designation, it's such so much more difficult until eleven thirty on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, crazy. And the access for the reporters isn't nearly as good. Um, no. Jeff Perlman, uh, I don't know if you read his stuff, but he does a Substack do. newsletter. And he he had a newsletter today talking about how access is just absolutely disappearing and it's not coming back. They use COVID as a reason to, to create this, but they've all, you know, leagues, teams, players alike have viewed the media as the enemy for the most part. Um, and there, there's... There's some truth to that, as always. You know, there's yes. some there's some bad actors that will try to get are trying to put themselves up and bury others in the process. I get it, but information is harder and harder to come by now. And you know, he, he wrote. I, I don't do the, do it justice to to what he wrote, so I, I I recommend checking it out. It came out today if you get his Substack. So good stuff there. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it was it, it is so hard to get good information at the college level. But cool. I love it. It's it's fun, fun, fun stuff. Um, what talk about the running backs in the senior bowl? Who are you excited about in the running back position? Oh, there, there's a bunch. Um, so let me um pop open a file. I'm sorry. Do you mind half a sorry? Second no here? problem. I kind of went down this rabbit hole. I was like, oh, let's just keep no, going. No, it's down a this great rabbit here. hole. All of a sudden, sometimes when you're thinking about one thing, um, and my son was just going through in and out, so I apologize. I was a little distracted. He's getting dinner, no I guess. He's a 17 year old, so. The kitchen's right next door, so I got a little bit distracted by him. No problem. While you look that up, I'll do a quick note. Um, While you look that up, the information up real quick, we'll uh, share a note from our friends at HOFR. Uh, This episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast is brought to you by HOFR, Daily Fantasy Sports Redefined. No confusing salary caps, no annoying player drafts, just simple, multiple-choice questions on the stats you know and the players you love. That's right. The majority of HOFR contests focus on single sporting events, and only feature questions about popular players and recognizable stats, allowing users to make their picks confidently and quickly. Plus, you never play against the house or versus those fantasy sharks. The playing field is level for even the most amateur user to find him or herself landing in the money. Unlike those other apps, where an incorrect answer can end your night, on HOFR, incorrect answers never eliminate you from the competition. The other night, one of the questions was as simple as, how many touchdowns will Tom Brady throw? and which player will have will have the most rushing yards. So make your NFL Sunday picks with confidence and ease on HOFR. 
So do not wait another second. Download HOFR, that's H-O-F-R, from the Apple App Store or Google Play Store right now. HOFR, it's everything the fantasy sports world has been waiting for. Jeff Erickson here. File. So I'll tell you the top one who I like. Who I, he's going to be all over the rankings. I don't know if you had a chance to see Rashad White of Arizona State. Yep. Juco transfer, 6'2", 210. Now, we always have to be a little bit skeptical on the size. You know, we, we sure. saw what they did with Rashad Bateman. If he's at least 6'1", 205, his pass-catching ability and his home-run ability – he comes from Juco, so I think he's a little bit overlooked. And sometimes, unfortunately, people don't, you know, oh, the Juco transfer running back, they're not going to make it at the NFL level. So I understand where that narrative comes from. But he's been so good at Arizona State. I like him a lot. Can't wait to see him in pass-catching drills. And let's see him on the field. Because I think the film and what I saw at Arizona State was fantastic. And then I'm... So excited to see Hassan Haskins from Michigan. They don't usually get this level of what I think is prospect coming at the senior bowl at the running back position. Mm-hmm. He was just phenomenal. I mean, to have Michigan get, uh, they got killed by Georgia. That's a whole nother story. But once Blake Corum went down and Haskins took over that backfield, he was unbelievable. I do believe, Jeff, the NFL is going to like Haskins more than the Twitterverse or the draft scouting committee because he's tough physical behind between the tackles the 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 twitter verse is going to say well he's not elusive enough he didn't break enough tackles and i get that i mean there's value in that don't get me wrong but there is a toughness that i think the nfl like a team let's say the titans in round three might like a haskins and they do like the running backs from the, the power five conferences so I think Haskins is going to get taken off the board in the third round, maybe second round of the draft. I mean, 6'1", 220. You're talking about a pretty big player with some wiggle between the tackles. So I, I like him a lot. And then, you know, Brian Robinson to me is going to be the X factor. Pedigree, Alabama, 6'1", 225. Now he sat on the bench. Because they're just loaded in that Alabama locker room. But we saw him for 204 yards in the Cotton Bowl. Now, granted, against Cincinnati, and they couldn't handle the offensive line of Alabama. And I have some questions about him. But I do think an Alabama back with a 1,200-yard season on the resume, Jeff, (laughs) the NFL is going to like him. And let's see where he goes in the draft capital. But those, And then there's some – Devonta Price has the size. I don't know if he has the speed from Florida International. I mean, I try to say, you know, in Dynasty, obviously you want the guys because you're going deep rosters. But in regular fantasy, how many impactful play running backs are we going to have? Three maybe a year, right? It's hard to even, you know, could right. Travis Etienne have been great, but he still got injured, right? So is he a great player? Probably not. Could he be a Dynasty asset in the right situation? Yeah, could be if he makes a roster, right? We never know for sure. But there is players here. And then the one guy, I don't know, Abram Smith out of Baylor, converted linebacker. I mean, 5'11", 221. And if you want, he is a kind of mean, nasty. He likes to hit people. He's a very interesting player at the Senior Bowl also. Very cool. Very cool. How many of your leagues are Dynasty or Debbie? You know, how, how, like what percentage of them are redraft? How much of them are have a keeper element to it? Ah, so this year I played 13 leagues. Now, two years ago, I played 21 and I'll never do it again. Too Plus, much, I huh? used I had six or seven college. So it got to be too much. Wednesdays and Tuesday nights, Jeff, were like, they're like, oh my God, I got to do more waiver wires. So I'm down to 13 this year. Okay. Four of them were Dynasty. And that nine were redraft. Well, I should say eight were redraft and two were keeper, where we just have four or three man keeper leagues. Okay, cool. Oh, uh, that's a nice ratio there. That that's and that's not even including best balls and things like that. Yeah, not but- best balls and all that. I mean, I try. I realize managing more than fifteen and trying to be competitive. 
gets it, it became too much because we all have life. I have three kids. I know you have children, right? We have work. And you're just like, oh my God, it's 10 o'clock on Wednesday and I got to do waivers. Yeah. When you've got a real job, I I have this phony baloney job that I've been doing for the last (laughs) 20 years, but uh, you know, you're actually a teacher, teach history. I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, you're you're doing all that at the same time, doing your site, doing all your work in the fantasy community. It's tough to try to juggle everything like that, I imagine. You know, I will say one thing. It's my wife is amazing. She allows me, I mean, you know, she's very accommodating when I, like I came home from work. I said, hey, I got a show. I got a last second invite. She's like, no problem. You know, I'll take the dogs out. She's walking the dogs. So I got, if without her, I could definitely not do it because she's very understanding. Right. Amen to that. Uh, I'm in the same boat as that, as far as that goes. That's for sure. Yeah. Um Let's talk at week 18. Let's talk about some of the uh, tough ranks that we have for this week. Tough decisions we have to make. We meant, we, we referenced one, let, but I'm going to go through a couple of these guys, and we'll take a look at this week, and we'll take a look at the future, too. Uh, start off in, in San Francisco at quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo made some throws in practice today. I'm assuming if he's clear to play, he's going to start. Would you agree with that? I agree. I mean, I don't see how he could go in the playoffs if he's healthy and not have him play you know, for what would that be? Three weeks? I would want him in the game if I'm the 49ers. And that said, what do you think of Trey Lance last week? What do you think about him in the long run? I thought Trey Lance showed me a lot of improvement from when, what did he play the Cardinals in week five? Right. Um, I was always on the, the, the side. He needed a year to learn. I mean, remember, he didn't even play in 2020 at North Dakota State, he played one game. And it unfortunately had a bad game because it just, it was crazy to play one game. I didn't understand, but they wanted to showcase him. So it's sure. to me, he's at least looks like he spent the time learning. And then I thought intuitively when you saw me was throwing the ball down the field, but you never know until you get those next generation stats. Like you're like, wow, he's throwing the ball. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo throws it. And then someone posted on Twitter, a comparison where Trey Lance had a YPA of like 11 and a half and, and Jimmy Garoppolo has been like 6.9 and you know, how they have the dots over from the line of screen. Right, right. And you were like, Hey, my gut said Trey Lance is throwing it down the field. But then you look at the chart and you're like, wow. I yeah. mean, so I was very impressed with that because there's a, comes a point. I mean, you've got to attack the defense deep. And obviously Garoppolo just isn't doing that for whatever reason anymore. But Trey Lance took his shots. So I was very impressed with him. He's clearly the quarterback next year in my book. I was that was you that you preempted my next question. That's uh, that was just gonna say if you're so if you're in the Niners, how do you handle this? You trading Jimmy G or you or is it uh, yeah, I, I trade you got you, Jeff, you invested what three number ones? You traded yeah. three number one picks. You've been there for four or five years, Shanahan. He got to a Super Bowl. Give him credit for that. But you make this investment in this player. We know the rookie contract at quarterback is the most valuable contract, I think, in all four major sports. Nothing's comparative. You've got to play this young player because you've only got three years, I think, left on the first contract. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. I can see Jimmy G ending up. Well, there's a lot of places he could end up. Uh, you know, I, could you imagine him though? Jimmy G in Cleveland this year. What Cleveland would have done with a just average quarterback performance? Oh, they, they got the talent. The quarterback held them back. I'm very intrigued by this Baker mate. What is the story with the injury? Obviously, his performance is just gone downhill. So something's wrong. He maybe he shouldn't have played, but he made the decision. I mean, it looks bad right now from an outsider's watching him on the field. Yeah, and I've always thought, and Chris and I've always said that he doesn't, he shouldn't have been playing. Now, probably the it's if you're put yourself in the Browns' shoes, though. I mean, who are they? To, I mean, do they tell him like, no, Case Keenum's going to play. You need to get this taken care of. We are just. We just don't think you can do this. I mean, it's a tough decision, tough conversation to have, especially when they've got contract negotiations hanging over them too with this. And so that'll be the tricky part too. So it's tough, but he shouldn't have played in my my opinion. I have to agree with you now because it's been bad the last month. Right. It really (laughs) has. It's been really, really bad. So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Uh, A couple other quarterback uh, uh, things and we'll move on. Um, 
Tyler Huntley is probably going to play this week. Lamar Jackson didn't practice today. John Harbaugh has been evasive as usual about uh, Jackson's status, but quarterbacks need to practice, especially after a long layoff. So if he didn't practice today, I'm assuming Jackson's not going to play. Prove me wrong tomorrow. We'll see. But Huntley had a bad game against the Rams. Rams are a pretty good defense, though. Now he faces the Steelers this week. Steelers sacked Mayfield nine times last week, but they struggle against the run. And, you know, Cleveland didn't exploit that, but I bet you Baltimore will. What do you, what's your outlook on Huntley and, and, and this game in general? Um, one, yes, the Ravens are home, and I don't think they want to finish below 500. I agree with you. Jackson didn't play today. He hasn't played, I don't know, what's it been, four weeks now? So you're yep. probably look, looking at five weeks. I don't see why you would put him on the field if he's not 100% right. well right now. Um, this is a nasty, um, you know, Tomlin, Harbaugh, Steelers, Ravens. You know both teams are going to come to play. They don't like each other. This is the vision, right? Neither team wants to finish below 500. I believe that Hundley is the perfect NFL backup. I'm very confused. Like to the, I've never figured this out. If I'm a team like the Ravens and I have Lamar Jackson, why would I have Joe Flacco as a backup? Just right. as, like the style. Completely different so style much. of quarterback. Yep. Yes. Like Tyler Hundley is your modern day backup dual threat quarterback, right? Who can come in for a few games and pull out some victories for you. I question his ability to lead a team for 17 games. I saw him a lot at Utah. I had him on my college. He was always a waiver wire guy in college fantasy football in a good matchup because he had the dual threat ability. I've been very impressed with him at the NFL level. He deserves a roster spot for a long time now. I don't know if he's a starter for 16, 17 games at this level, but I don't understand why teams are, 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 putting together a quarterback locker room, Jeff, where they're so different. Like, why would you have Mike Glennon backing up Daniel Jones? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Boggles the mind. Boggles the mind. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Like, so I was even surprised. Um, I did not think Trace McSorley was very good at Penn State, but he was a good backup. Remember, he had to play a little bit last year for Lamar Jackson. Yep. And you know why? He has similar skill set. Nowhere is even in the ballpark of athletic ability of Lamar Jackson, but he can run. He can get out of the pocket, right? So I don't understand these teams who don't put together a locker room of quarterbacks who understand the same skills. So Huntley, to me, has great value for a team with a dual-threat quarterback at the top of the depth chart. I agree with you that. And in fact, it was a point of emphasis for the Ravens. They said they wanted to get quarterbacks with similar skill sets because well, they're smart. Um, yes. you know, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, uh, you know, as, a, as a Bengals fan, I want them to be a little dumber sometimes. It would be nice, but uh, <laughs> alas, they are not. Um, before I move on to running backs, quick note, our final uh, read here, our friends from Skybox Sports, uh, are, is our, their heart, Skybox Sports, Sports Network is your hardcore source for odds and sports tickers. Skybox Sports has been creating an entertaining and relevant products for restaurants, sports bars, casinos, race and sports books, arenas and stadiums for years. Now you can bring a little Vegas into your fan cave. Skybox's low-cost and state-of-the-art Wi-Fi platform is a simple and affordable plug, play, and activate format. Skybox Sports tickers bring you live odds, propositions, fantasy scores, hires, fires, trades, breaking news, and recaps with in-depth coverage for the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, NASCAR, UFC, specialty events, and more. Visit skyboxsportsnetwork.com and use promo code ROTOWIRE5 for a 5% discount off your order. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. We're here with John Lobb uh, from Fantasy Football Diehards. He's doing the Rookie Big Board and the Senior Bowl Preview. We talked a little bit about that earlier. We're looking a little bit more at Week 18, and we'll hit the running back position. And this is one I wanted to kind of spend some time on because Running backs, John, were the point of focus in the first round and even the half the second round in almost every redraft this year to the point where I saw like 11 out of 12 picks being running backs this year and maybe 13 out of 14, 14 out of 15. You look at the running backs this year, though, the return on investment is pretty poor. CMC got hurt again. You know, Barkley was hurt early on and hasn't been the same guy. Uh, you know, we, we saw what happened to uh, Derrick Henry. He was awesome before he got hurt, but he got hurt. Short point being is the return on investment hasn't been completely there. Are we going to still see 10, 11 running backs draft in the first round next year? Jeff, I've been thinking about that. And I think we have to go to a more flexible type of draft style. Because I actually was in one draft this year where I got lucky. I got Jonathan Taylor fourth overall. And people mm-hmm. made, you know, like, oh, my God, you took Jonathan Taylor too early. Now, I was high on him. I like Well, him you so know, we, we endorse that here. You knew yeah. that. So yeah. I was okay with that. But what happened in the next three rounds, I got Devonta Adams, Stephon Diggs, and C.D. Lamb. Because the value was there. Now, the rest of the year, I had a scramble for the second running back. It wasn't always. And I ended up with Devin Singletary, one of the reasons I ended up winning the league. But I do believe we have to be more flexible. Let me just like Antonio Gibson or let's assume Brett Favre stays in Green Bay. So let's just magically say, am I really going to take Antonio Gibson over Devontae Adams last next year? I'm not going to do it. I'm no. going to take Devonta Adams. And we have to be more flexible in our drafting strategy, in my opinion, that I can't be so rigid I would like to end the first three rounds with one running back. Perfect world, I get two. But I'm not going to force it next year, Jeff. I'm going to go. So when I found Stephon Diggs in the third round of drafts, and he's been good, not great. But you know what? Running backs, I I mean, I look back and the running backs are a disaster in the third round. Right? So I just got a player who stayed healthy every week and contributed to my team while he didn't hit his ceiling again, I have really no problems with Stefan Diggs. I, I hear you. I hear you on that. And I, I probably will kind of go along that same sort of path. Uh, although, let's face it, the wide receivers haven't been a picnic this year either. Hopkins no. was a big disaster, obviously. Uh, there's a few others that have been in that way too. So I, I don't know. Um it is a tough spot to be in there, but uh, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how uh, these drafts happen. Are you going to jump in, do a bunch of best balls early? Do you, are you an early drafter? When do you start drafting? So I usually start after the draft. And I on Football Diehards, we have our um, magazine drafts that I work with, Emil and Bob Harris on, Emil yep. Cadillac, Bob Harris. So that kind of starts off my real heart. I'm studying in March and April. Now, if someone invites me, sometimes Mike or Bob of Football Diehards will invite me in a March draft, and I'll do it 
Dan Claskins yeah. is invited. I'll do it for the right reasons, but not for myself. For myself, I wait until after the landing spot. But I will say, like I had Ramadre Stevenson on three best ball teams I got in the last round, and I've been that's just total luck. You know, he lands in New England and he, he pops a few weeks. So there is some advantages beforehand, but the risk of injuries and not knowing, I think, outweighs the few advantages of trying to take some unknown rookies late. And I ended up with the Madre. No, Amon Ross St. Brown. I was like looking at my best balls. I'm like, oh, I had Amon Ross St. Brown and Ramadre Stevenson. I took in rounds 18, 19, and 20 of a bunch of teams. Nice. Nice. You know, awesome. I didn't win. I still only ended up like third place, but I didn't even know I had him on. You know, you're looking through like your 12 best found balls. treasure there. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, now another guy that was found treasure, uh, is Elijah Mitchell. Uh, Ooh. you know, I took him in the 20th round of the NFSC prime trend draft I was in and got lucky there that I held on to him for that first week after. And then once, uh, the injuries started kicking in and sermon was uh, a healthy scratch in that game, a star was born and I've got him at 10 this week, but next year, where are you on Elijah Mitchell for next year? Is he like a top 12 top 20 running back? Where do you have him among running backs? Man, Jeff, I am so tired of these Shanahan running backs. I mean, you and I grew up in the Orlando's Gary, Mike uh, Mike Anderson, right? That was the player. Clinton Portis. I mean, the Shanahan's have done this for years. I think I love Mitchell, and I like them coming out of Louisiana Lafayette. Now, unfortunately, I went with draft capital. So, I mean, you spent the third-round pick on Dre Sermon. He burned me. Oh, I, I drafted Sermon in that same draft. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I, I fell hook, line, and sinker for it, but I just backed him up with Mitchell. I got lucky. So I'm reluctant of the Shanahan. So what my my guess is people will overdraft Mitchell before. I Like my immediate guess is top 15 to 20 rank because okay. I have to factor in the Shanahan is just going to pull or take someone else. So I'm going to be – I don't think I'll have a lot of shares because I think other people will draft him before I do. I can appreciate that. I, it's just funny, you know, San Francisco and New England, both, you know, oh. you get drives you pull your hair out trying to figure out who's going to be the guy in a given week, but you can't ignore it either because they, they get so many good results. Yes. And they're great in DFS. If you know, if you know, one is going to play like, what was that? Like week eight or nine Ramadre Stevenson started against New England. And I put him in my DFS. I was like, so happy. And then one of my friends, you know, we have this league for 25 years, with my two best friends and eight other people. It's 10 teams total, two quarterback. Anyways, at like 1130, I picked up Ramadre Stevenson from my flex and he scored like 23 points. I just get a text like, you suck. Like, of course, so, of course. He was course. so mad. <laughs> well, yeah, because he had been a healthy scratch before that. He was a healthy scratch after that. You know? Yes. <laughs> it's like, ah. You know, it wasn't quite Jonas Gray bad, but it was bad. I mean, yeah, it was bad. I mean, but I had him the one week where he, you know, and that's the weird thing about New England. If you get Belichick and Shanahan only have one player at the depth chart, you could be okay. The problem is that it might only happen three times all year. Exactly. What are you doing with DeAndre Swift uh, this week? Uh, would you start him? Uh, I mean, what we know right now, would you start him if you knew like the Packers weren't starting their starters on defense? I would if their defense was, yes, if they were going to bench their defense, I would do that. But, man, I'm so mad at Dan Campbell because didn't he wax poetically about um, DeAndre Swift last week? And I'm watching Twitter, and everyone's like, oh, my God, we're Swift. So, I mean, I don't have to make that decision this week. Now, I haven't looked yet. at the. I usually do my DFS research Wednesday and Thursday. Um, So I don't know what his salary is. It would So when I look at that, if he's at the right – salary and I, I I believe he's going to get the majority of touches I might be interested but at this point I'm very reluctant he's one of those guys I'm looking at but I'm I'm reluctant how about long-term uh outlook on him you know he's a guy that even at Georgia he wasn't always the paragon of health uh that, that's still got to be an issue going forward right yeah, I agree with you. I don't think his body is going to ever do 17 games. I do think you're going to – I love the talent, his pass-catching ability. There's no question that when he's healthy, you know, he might be the type of guy – I'm almost thinking of fantasy football in quarters, like the old Bill Parcells. 
I'm drafting for the first four weeks. That's it. Like <laughs> by the time I get to week 12, 50% of my roster's thrown out the window. I got new players. So Swift might be that type of player. Hey, I'm going to ride him. Hopefully I get a few wins. I start out four and one, five and one. And whatever happens after that, I'll have to deal with it when we get there. So I think he's that type of player. I can't. I don't think he can be Jonathan Taylor healthy and Jonathan Taylor, you know, before this year, Derrick Henry healthy. I just don't see it. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you on that. And maybe you get the unicorn season where he does make it through healthy. Yeah. But yeah, that that's I, I hear you. So it's got to be a little bit of a drag on his draft value. Uh, would you take David Montgomery or DeAndre Swift next year? Who would you take first? I would probably take Montgomery. I'm kind of a, I, I'm a Montgomery guy. I understand the ceiling isn't necessarily as high as Swift, but man, I love that floor. I've been riding Montgomery. He helped me win two championships last week and I've been playing him in DFS. He is the bell cow. I mean, he's the goal line. He's the pass catcher. He's a, and I like that. Now, is he going to bust a 60 yard touchdown like Swift? Not likely. That's not his style. But right. man, he plays and he produces, you know, very, I like that 14 to 20 points every week, my friend. Yeah. Solid third round guy. I guess if you're yes. going Adams and another receiver in the first few rounds, you hope to get Montgomery early third. You may have to That's go to the late second though. You may have to, we'll see what the early ADP suggest on that one there, but uh, always, uh, always interesting to see that. Um, so it should be fun. Uh, hey, John, tell everybody about uh, the Rookie Big Board and uh, where they can access it, when it's going to be available, all that sort of good stuff. Oh, thank you. My friends, if you go to um, YouTube and go to Rookie Big Board channel, um, my teammate Matt and I, we're producing three shows of all the prospects at mobile from a fantasy standpoint. So we're doing quarterbacks, tight ends, running backs, and wide receivers. Um it's a quick show. It's about half an hour where we have a little bit of film. We have slides and we have numbers that we go over. We still have more in the draft process, but if you're behind or you just want to get to know these players in more detail, Matt and I are giving you that opportunity to get ready. And I'm a big believer that the senior bowl matters. I've been watching it for, you know, 15, 20 years. It's the, you know, we have two more steps in my book, the senior bowl. And then we have the combine slash pro days. We still saw a, a one player I'm very interested in, Romeo Dubs out in Nevada. Okay. 6'2", 200. Love the film, but he's playing at a group of five school against Mountain West cornerbacks. <clears throat> I need to see him compete at the Senior Bowl, and ultimately, what are his athletic skills? Hey, if he hits a home run like Cortland Sutton, he moves way up the rankings if he's that athletic. We just don't know. You just don't know at that level until you see some athletic scores from these young men. Yeah. Well, look forward to seeing the results of that and, uh, you know, getting ready for my drafts. I've got one dynasty league only, so I kind of only dabble in the dynasty side of things, but I could, I could do better in that league. So I'll learn from that and hopefully I get a little bit better next year. I didn't think I will say this. So I've been playing dynasty now. I think it's five years. I will say I've grown to like it more and more Jeff as I play. It is it's a challenge and it's a lot of work, but I do like it. I like Ramadre Stevenson is a great dynasty asset if you have him on your roster. All right. And we'll end on that note. John, it was a pleasure finally getting to meet you in person. And we've met on Twitter plenty of times, but uh, <laughs> good stuff. Um, and looking forward to uh, seeing, seeing the, 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 the rookie big board and all that good stuff there too. So uh, thanks for joining me today. Really appreciate it. Have a great day. And thank you, Jeff. You bet. You bet. And that's going to wrap up today's podcast. Thanks to WinBet for their uh, exclusive gaming sponsorship here on the RotoWire podcast. Tomorrow, we got Mario and John with us. So please tune in as always. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.